Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfeder. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. Rabbi. This is probably one of those pieces that got Rav Cook in trouble. He says there are some people, Yeshna Manashim, Gedolim Ka'ila, who are so great, Shemahalach Rucham, who Kol Kach Nisa, the movement of their spirit, the path of their spirit is so high. Ad Shemitzidam, such that, as far as they are concerned, if the entire world stood where they stand, on their level, then the mitzvot, the requirements, the commandments, the demands that are made in the Torah would be betelot. They would no longer be operative. They would be nullified unnecessary, rendered irrelevant. As it will be in the ultimate future. Or in the times of Mashiach, or at the time of the revival of the dead. Not that this concept that at some certain point in history or in meta-history, we will no longer be obligated to keep mitzvot. It's just that that time could be now. Parenthetically, this is a topic of deep discussion, what exactly it means. There are some good reasons to think, based upon our textual history, that the mitzvot will last forever, and that this Torah that we have, including the mitzvot that it contains, will never be batel, it will never be nullified or rendered irrelevant. And there are others that demonstrate that the very issues with which the mitzvot are dealing will not be operative during some future stage of history or meta-history. There is an idea that once the future redemption happens, any mention of the exodus from Egypt will be rendered irrelevant because the future redemption will be so much more grand and impacting and permanent. And therefore, all of the mitzvot, which are dependent upon leaving Egypt, for example, Passover, will no longer be operative. There are views that in that great future time, we will not have a Yetzir Hara, We will not have an instinct or an inclination leading us towards destruction and selfishness. And therefore, any mitzvot that are related to defying or to shielding against the Yetzirahara will not be operative. There are opinions that all of the offerings in the temple will not be operative except the gratitude offering. But all of these are directed toward a future time the coming of the Mashiach, the resurrection of the dead. And Rav Cook is saying that there are some people who walk this earth today who already have a foot in that world. And if everyone had a foot in that world, then at that point, all of the mitzvot would no longer be operative. And yet here we are. Mashiach has not come. 
we are not yet redeemed, the dead have not been resurrected, we still have a Yetzirah, at least I do, and these lofty individuals know that as well. Though there have been people who claimed to live in that post-Messianic mindset, I don't think it's gone very well. But for people who do have a foot in that world, but they get it, and they understand that the world is not yet redeemed, what are they to do? What should their position be towards mitzvot? Sir Cook says, Vehem b'cholzot, and despite this, these people, Mekusharim heim b'mitzvot harbeimaod. They are very connected to the mitzvot. Not just connected, not just doing it with half a mind that it's no longer relevant, but they are very connected to the mitzvot. Why? Well, not for themselves. Lo lema'anam. Rather, ki'im leman ha'olam kulo. But for the world. Hamakusharimam, which is connected to them. So here are these people who have transcended, as it were, the need for the mitzvot, which already is already shocking because it's not so clear that we are supposed to or allowed to think of mitzvot as being instrumental, as having some particular goal that once that goal is reached, the mitzvot have served their purpose and are no longer operative. And yet Rav Cook seems to be saying that there are people who have achieved this end. They have, in a sense, absorbed and implemented the full impact and meaning of the mitzvot to the point where they have no need for these particular actions, at least for themselves. But as Rav Cook said, they continue to do these mitzvot for us. But this act of doing the mitzvot is not so simple. Because Rav Kook says, When these great people come to the details, to be involved with these details from their own vantage point, they find contradictions, great contradictions, on the level of nefesh. It could imply some sort of psychological aversion to these mitzvot. Rav Cook even uses the word appalling, namug. It's a very strong language. It certainly conveys a deep level of discord between these souls and the specifics, the particular details of mitzvot. As if, looking from their vantage point, they observe a great deal of emotional investment in a particular question that doesn't actually matter. Once you've achieved the mindset which characterizes that stage of history or meta-history, looking at those details, you see that those details actually don't matter. And getting caught up in them reflects a certain attitude, maybe a smallness of mind that is at odds with the broadness and the greatness that one would have if one stood on the other side of this divide. Frankly, I can't help but wonder if A, Rav Cook saw himself as being on the other side of this divide, and B, if he did, what was he seeing? What kinds of concerns was he observing among people who were not there yet that he was frustrated by? Were there particular aspects of Jewish observance and halacha that he thought 
to be abhorrent, particular concerns that from his perspective and his vantage point were clearly not actual concerns. And he's looking at people taking these things very seriously and making a big deal out of them. I wish I knew, but it is an interesting sort of Jewish Rorschach test to give people a chance to fill in the blank on this particular question. Once Mashiach comes, blank mitzvah will no longer be relevant. Or even better, once Mashiach comes, anyone who gets concerned with the details of blank mitzvah will be seen as being on the wrong side of the divide. But again, thank God, people who have reached this point, assuming there are such people living in the world today, they are not standing there laughing at us for being involved in things that are not going to be relevant at some future time. Rather, they continue to be involved in mitzvot, ma'od, as Rav Kook said, and when they do come to be involved in Torah and in mitzvot in detailed ways in the specifics for the world, then a wellspring of strength, power maybe, and holiness will be poured upon them. The sights of which we have never seen. And I wonder if when such a person is involved in mitzvot that I do, even though they know that this will ultimately not be relevant and they do it for me, whether or not they are investing some of their great visionary energy into this mitzvah. And then when I do this mitzvah, I'm able to absorb some of the beyond energy that they are bringing into that mitzvah.